Hi ladies and welcome to the Amazing Bible Dot Book Club. I am Julie Calio, your host, and thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Well, today we are finishing 2 Kings. Chapter 17 ended with Assyria taking over the northern ten tribes of Israel and bringing all the Israelites into exile to Assyria, especially to the Medes territory. The king of Assyria also filled the land with non-Jewish people from five different places, and this happened in 722 B.C. Chapter 18 now looks at Judah, the southern tribe. Hezekiah became king at the age of 25, and he reigned for 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Abi, the daughter of Zechariah. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that David, his ancestors, did. He removed even the high places and broke down the idols and even broke the bronze serpent that Moses had made because the people burned incense to it. They made Moses' bronze serpent into an idol. The king trusted in the Lord. He cleaved and clung to the Lord. He did not depart from following him, and he kept the Lord's commands, which the Lord commanded Moses. And the Lord was with him, and he prospered, and he refused to serve the king of Assyria. Well, King Sennacherib of Assyria came up against Judah and overcame the fortified cities of Judah. So King Hezekiah of Judah willingly became a vassal nation and paid tribute and taxes to Assyria. Again, the temple gold and the treasures were used, and this time Hezekiah needed to take off the gold on the doors and the pillars of the temple in order to pay the tribute. But then the king of Assyria sent some men to send a message to Judah that they should surrender or else they will be taken away like Israel, the northern tribes. The messenger said, don't listen to your king that your God will deliver you. No other God was able to deliver from our hands. Hezekiah had sent out Eliakim, who was over the household of the king, Shebna, who was the scribe, and Joah, the son of Asaph, the recorder. Judah's people held their peace and said not a word, And these men came back to the king, ripped their clothes, and told the king what the Assyrian messenger had said. When King Hezekiah heard it, he ripped his clothes in mourning and went into the house of the Lord. He then sent his men to Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos. This, by the way, is the prophet that is one of our major prophets of the Bible. Isaiah answered the men, this is found in chapter 19, verse 6, and says, Thus saith the Lord, Do not be afraid of the words that you heard from the servant of the king of Assyria, for they have blasphemed me. Behold, I will send a blast upon them. This word blast, it can mean wind or it can mean breath. And this is the same word that was used when God breathed on the Red Sea and parted it with Moses. That's in Exodus fourteen twenty one. 
The Assyrians will hear a rumor and they will turn to their own land and I will cause them to fall by the sword in their own land. So that happened in stages. They heard a rumor and they left. And then while they were gone, they sent another set of messengers back to Judah and said, God will not save you from our hands. This time they had the king's words written on paper. So when King Hezekiah received the letter of the hands of the messengers, he read it. This time he went into the house of the Lord and he spread it out before the Lord. This time he did not rip his clothes in mourning or fear. Hezekiah then prayed to the Lord God of Israel, who dwells between the cherubim. And he said, you are God, you alone of all the kingdoms of the earth. You made the heavens and the earth. Lord, bow down your ear and hear. Open up your eyes and see and hear the words of Sennacherib, who has reproached the living God. It is true, God, that everywhere the kings of Assyria have gone, they have destroyed the nations and the lands, and they have cast aside their gods. Therefore, O Lord, our God, I plead with you, save us out of his hand, so that all the kingdoms of the earth will know that you are the Lord God, only you. Isaiah the prophet sent word to the king of Judah that Assyria will not take Jerusalem for God will defend the city to save it for his own sake and for the sake of his servant David. The angel or the messenger of the Lord went out and killed the camp of Assyria. So Sennacherib king of Assyria departed and dwelt at Nineveh. This is chapter 19 verse 36. As the king of Assyria was worshiping in the house of Nishrod, his god, he was killed by two men, and his son reigned in his place. As we enter chapter 20, King Hezekiah gets sick. Isaiah the prophet came and said to get his affairs in order, for the Lord said he would die. The king prayed, and he cried out to the Lord. And as Isaiah was leaving, the Lord sent him back and said, I will heal you, and on the third day you will go to the house of the Lord. I will add fifteen more years to your life, and Jerusalem will be delivered from Assyria. At this time the king of Babylon sent letters to Hezekiah because he had heard that he had been sick. He came and visited Hezekiah, and the king of Judah showed the king of Babylon all the house of his precious gold, silver, spices, ointments, his armory, and all of his treasures. He showed him everything. Well, Isaiah came and told the king the word of the Lord. The days are coming that everything in your house will be carried off unto Babylon. Nothing shall be left. Your son shall be taken away and be servants of Babylon. And Hezekiah said, this is good. At least there is peace in my day. Chapter 21. Hezekiah died and his son Manasseh reigned in his place. He was 12 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned for 55 years in Jerusalem. And his mom was Hephzibah. 
He did evil in the eyes of the Lord. He built up the high places and the altars of Baal and the Asherah poles. He did child sacrifices. He used enchantments and spirits and wizards and brought forth much wickedness in the sight of the Lord. Even worse than the pagan nations, it says in chapter 21, verse 9. This provoked the Lord to anger, and the prophets spoke the word of the Lord of Jerusalem and Judah's destruction. Because you have done that which was evil in my sight, and have provoked me to anger, since the day their fathers came forth out of Egypt, even unto this day. If you remember, over and over, Moses called the people of Israel stiff-necked people. Well, the Lord is awfully patient with his people. Manasseh died and was buried in the garden of his own house in the garden of Uzzah. He was not buried with his fathers and Amon, his son, reigned in his place. Amon was 22 when he began and reigned for two years in Jerusalem. His mom was Meshulameth. Amon was also evil just like his dad. And his own servants conspired against him and killed him in his own house. So the people of Judah slew the servants and they made Josiah his son king. Amon was buried in the sepulcher in the garden of Uzzah. He was buried with his wicked dad. Josiah was only eight years old when he began to reign and he was king for 31 years. His mom was Jedidah. Now Josiah, during his 18th year, started a work of repairing the temple. The high priest that year was Hilkiah. While fixing up the temple, Hilkiah the priest told the scribe Shaphan, I have found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. Shaphan read it and then brought it to the king and read it to him. When King Josiah heard it, he ripped his clothes and he mourned because he realized that they had not followed the ways of the Lord. He gathered the priests, the scribes, and a few other men to inquire of the Lord. So these men went to Huldah, the prophetess. Yea, there is another woman prophetess. And she said, Thus saith the Lord, Yes, destruction will come, but since your heart is tender... And since the king has humbled himself before the Lord, the destruction will not happen in his lifetime. He will die in peace. The men brought the word of the Lord back to the king. So the king gathered the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. He then gathered up all of the people and he read in their ears all the words of the book of the covenant, which was found in the house of the Lord. The king then stood by a pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to walk in his ways, to keep his commands and his testimonies and his statutes with all their heart and with all their soul. And all the people stood to this covenant. The king then instructed the priest and the high priest to clear out the idols that were in the temple. Then he cleared out all the house of Judah of idols and of the people who led in their wicked practices. He even tore down and burnt up the calf that the first king of Israel had made that was still in Bethel. Then he commanded that they keep the Passover unto the Lord. And it was the best Passover ever. 
Verse 25 of chapter 23 says, There was no king like him that turned to the Lord with all of his heart and all of his soul and all of his might according to all the law of Moses. King Josiah died as he went up against the king of Egypt who was heading up to the king of Assyria at the river Euphrates. They were going to fight against Babylon. Josiah's servants brought his body to Jerusalem and buried him in his own sepulcher. Then the people took Jehoahaz to be king. Jehoahaz was 23 when he began and he reigned for a whole three months in Jerusalem. His mom was Hamutal. He did evil in the sight of the Lord. Well, Assyria and Egypt lost against Babylon and Persia in 605 BC at the Battle of Carchemish. Assyria was wiped out and Egypt ran. Well, Pharaoh took the king of Judah into captivity to Egypt where he died and Judah became their vassal, meaning they paid tribute to Egypt. Pharaoh put the king's son, Eliakim, as king of Judah and gave him a different name, Jehoiakim. King Jehoiakim of Judah then taxed the people in order to raise the money to pay the tribute that was due the king of Egypt. He was 25 when he began to reign, and he was in that position for 11 years in Jerusalem. His mom was Zebedah. He also did what was evil in the eyes of the Lord. Well, the king of Babylon was Nebuchadnezzar, and he came up to Jerusalem and said, You will not serve Egypt, but you will serve me. So King Jehoiakim paid money to Nebuchadnezzar for three years. This was in 605. King Nebuchadnezzar also took some people like Daniel, Shadrach, and Abednego. And then the king of Judah rebelled and refused to pay the money. So Nebuchadnezzar and his various people came against Jerusalem and King Jehoiakim died. His son Jehoiakim reigned in his place. At this time, Babylon had fully taken over Egypt. Jehoiakim was 18 years old when he started to reign and he reigned for three months. His mom was Nehushta of Jerusalem. He also did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came up against Jerusalem and they took it. And it was 597 BC. Jehoiakim comes out and his mom and his servants and his princes and his officers. And they were taken and departed. And all of them went to Babylon and all of the treasury. But the poorest of the people he left. This was the second deportation of Jews to Babylon. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon made Mataniah king and changed his name to Zedekiah. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he began to reign. He reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. His mom was Hamital. He also did evil in the eyes of the Lord and Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon. Therefore, in his ninth year, tenth month in the tenth day of the month of his reign that Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon came he and all his host against Jerusalem and they surrounded it and built forts around it they were there for two years and the ninth day of the fourth month the famine was severe 
So the king tried to escape at night, but the Babylonians captured him and killed the king's son while they watched. And they gorged out his eyes and bound him with shackles and carried him to Babylon. Then Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, burnt down the house of the Lord and the king's house and all the houses of Jerusalem. Nebuchadnezzar took any person of importance and left the poor to be stewards of the land. The Babylonians took the brass and the gold and the silver of the temple and of the king's house and Judah was carried away out of the land. And this was 586 BC. When the new king of Babylon took over, he brought Jehoiakim out of prison and he lifted up his head. He removed his prison garments and set a throne for him with other kings. And he did eat before the king of Babylon and he was even given a daily allowance all the days of his life. And second Kings ends. The northern ten tribes were decimated by Assyria. They are now called the ten lost tribes. Judah, the southern two tribes, Judah and Benjamin, they are now destroyed by Babylon and Jerusalem is burnt to the ground. Yet God is still on his throne. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 16, the writer says that these Old Testament people died in faith, but now they desire a better country that is a heavenly country. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. Then in chapter 12 of Hebrews, verses 27 and 29, he talks of this world and how it shakes. In our story today, Jerusalem was shaken and burnt to the ground. But this shows us what cannot be shaken, and that will remain. As we continue reading in the Old Testament, we will see that God is still at work even though the temple is destroyed. God is still at work even with the people who are captives in Babylon and Persia. We, ladies, are receiving a kingdom that cannot be moved. It cannot be shaken. And because of that, verse 28 in Hebrew says, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably and with reverence and with godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Ladies, it seems that Christians in America have forgotten this, and as our world seems to be crumbling about us, if we are Christians, we know the one thing that is unshakable, and that is Jesus Christ and his heavenly kingdom. The Old Testament and the New Testament say we are to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our might. Jesus said this is the greatest commandment. One other thing this passage shows us is that when they found the law, it changed their behavior. There is power when we read the scriptures, even the Old Testament. It shows us who God is and what he is like and how we are to be. It also shows that God does not demand perfection because he knows we cannot do that. He is gracious and he blesses those who seek him. Also keep in mind that when the New Testament says that all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, reproof, correcting, and training in righteousness, that's found in 2 Timothy chapter 3. 
Keep in mind that Paul is talking of the Old Testament because the New Testament hasn't been written yet. Plus, the Old Testament was the scripture that Jesus used. There is a clear change in our lives when we read the Bible on a regular basis. Ladies, I've seen that in my own life since January. I trust God more. So ladies, how are you today? Do you have a concern that you need to lay at the feet of the Lord like the King of Judah? Is your heart tender to the Lord and his ways? Are your eyes so focused on this shakable world? Do you need to turn your eyes upward to the heavenly kingdom that cannot be shaken? So today, ladies, if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. Instead, let's have a tender heart before God. Let's bring him our concerns and let us trust him and obey. Until next time, and thanks so much for listening.